Welcome to Ravnica by Starlight's podcast replay presented by the Venus and Mercury League. This is Episode 3, Undercity Reaches, recorded on the 4th of May, 2021. Think you know what set that title came from? Stay tuned after the episode to find out if you're right. And now, the stars come out. Hi there, bashers. Welcome to Ravnica by Starlight, while where we play a Dungeons & Dragons campaign set in the multiverse of Magic the Gathering. I am your game runner, Phoebe, and my pronouns are she and her. And we are joined, as we always are, by our talented and amazing players, who are, in no particular order, about to introduce themselves. So, uh, who would like to go first? Heck, I'll go first. My name is Becky. Becky is spelled without a C. Uh, my pronouns are she and they, and I'm, as always, ready to play some Dungeons and Dragons. All right. Uh, I'm Kabir, probably known as, better known as Hogbog, and I use she, she and her pronouns. Excellent. And that leaves our, our, oh, wow, this is the first time you've been on with us. So, uh, who are you, my new friend? Hey, my name is Anna. Uh, I use she, they pronouns. And okay. excited to play some D&D. Well, welcome. It's, it's good that you're finally with us. Uh, you were part of the session zero, and then life kind of got in the way. So we understand. And um, so I want to make a couple of mentions here. Uh, Rose, who plays uh, Niv Torm and Allura, uh, they got their second vaccine shot, uh, and they're not feeling so well. So sadly, they're not going to be able to join us this week. I'm sure that uh, everybody here is with me when we say we miss you, Rose, and we want you to feel better soon. And sadly, I need to say that our good friend Amy, who plays Larissa, has decided to bow out of the campaign for now. So for the time being, uh, Larissa will be an NPC, and we thank her for her participation so far. And we wish her the best in her future endeavors. So I want to say thank you to everybody who is tuned in live on Twitch at twitch.tv aspirantccg and who might be listening through our podcast. And we'll get into that in a little bit. So uh, I want to mention that Ravnica by Starlight is a partner project of the Venus and Mercury League uh, presented by Aspirant CCG. Uh, and this is a, uh, Magic the Gathering League for players of marginalized genders. And, uh, we're in our week three action, and I'm given to understand that there was a, a bit of a rivalry, uh, that was settled just before, uh, just before we went to the table here. Uh, so why don't we have our talented and remarkable Becky, who will be in the booth this week, give us a, a, a little preview of, uh, what was played, what... I, I just, I know this is a spoiler, Becky, and Kabir, uh -huh. you can tell me to stop if you want, because I know you were in this match too. Please tell me, did anybody play a basic land? Yes. Oh, I, man, I, I played it. many as well as that's, the amazing Hogpog. That's the, that's the key to the winning the game right there is having land. It really is. <laughs> okay so again you'll be able to watch the vml this friday night at 9 p.m eastern same time as today just you know three days from now uh and it's going to be right here at twitch.tv forward slash aspirant ccg 
Uh, and once again, we want to thank the VML, Aspirant, and all of you wonderful people supporting us and our little slice of the multiverse. Uh, so before we begin, we do have one announcement. I want to remind everybody that if you miss the live show, uh, you can always catch up with our podcast version at anchor.fm forward slash Ravnica dash by dash Starlight. Uh, our new episodes are released every Sunday at noon, and uh, they're usually, they're pretty good. I, I'd say they're pretty good. Have you both, uh, has, have you guys been listening? Oh, I've been listening. I found them on Spotify and I've been, uh, I went back and listened to our last session on Spotify. I know a good friend of mine also has been listening to our sessions through Spotify and uh, it's really cool to be able to kind of go back and like also spend it as a moment to like re-remember what our characters went through before mm -hmm. coming into the session for the new week. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we do thank you uh, all for everything that is involved with that. So that about covers our announcements unless anybody else has anything. Thanks. You're all cool and wonderful. That is an important announcement. Mm -hmm. That is very important. So <laughs> uh, that actually is about everything then. Uh, so where we left off last time, let's get into some dungeons and Rizagans, as it were. Our crew awoke to find their he their friends Hezix and Lyrissa missing from the in-room at the slaughterhouse, but quickly found a lead at an is it workshop that conveniently only exploded once. So, yay. Uh, <laughs> there they met Valix, a foreman of the workshop, and the lovable Hoyd, a hulkingly gentle goblin. Uh, Hoyd proved to be the key to getting access to Krenko the infamous mob boss, who himself proved to be more dangerous than the phrase Goblin Mafia Don might <laughs> otherwise imply. The crew rescued Hoyd from an almost fatal case of being an annoyance to Krenko, and found that their own missing allies, or assets, as Isolde is insistent on calling them, uh, are being held in a sewer not far from the speakeasy that they just escaped. And that's where we pick up. So, crew. What do we want to do? Save Hezix and Lyrissa. Of course, that's that's what we want <laughs> yes. to do. Yes. So, uh, go ahead. Oh, recover assets. What she said. <laughs> Same All thing, right. different shapes. Okay. All right. So uh, before we do that, uh, let's flash back to Hezix. Mm-hmm. You wake up and you find yourself tied to a, a pole of some kind. And it's not the fun kind either. It's not like you would have at, at a uh, Rakdos party. It's, this is just your hands are bound behind you. And there are other hands bound behind them. And that is digging into your back. And you find out quickly that it's Larissa. You two have been captured somehow, and you're not sure how, but your mind is kind of fuzzy. What do you do? Um, okay, so Hezix, she would start wriggling around and trying to get her hands loose. Um, I've already tried that. They're bound pretty quick. I don't think there's going to be a way out of this easily. 
That's Larissa speaking. She seems tired, exhausted. Uh, is there anything I can look at to like try to free myself? Like, is there any, like is there anything down here that might like be a sharp edge or something? Not that you can see, but you're up pretty high. Um, you're on a small pedestal near the top of. Uh, what looks to be a very large reservoir of some kind. And um, give me a perception check, please. Okay. Let me see if I can find that. Okay, that's a 13. You hear the sound of running water. It's it's not much, but it's like a trickle almost somewhere below you. And you notice that maybe about 10 or 15 feet below you, there is a grate that appears to be closed because water is starting to rise up. Hmm. I think, Larissa says, perhaps if we're very lucky, we won't drown in whatever that water is. Um, well, we best stay out of the water because I don't know how to swim. <laughs> I think that's the least of our worries. Tell me, do you remember anything about how we got here? I mean, I barely remember what I eat for breakfast in the morning, so... No. You are an interesting, interesting companion. Nonetheless, we should... Uh, ow. Tell me, my goblin friend, when was the last time you trimmed your hand nails? Ow. Ah, well, I kind of keep them long, you know. They're, they're useful for uh, grabbing things. So... Interesting. Hmm. I have an idea. Those knives on the end of your fingers, those might be helpful. Um, see if you can try to slash your way free of, or slash my hands free. Okay, um, so has it, uh, kind of carelessly tries to slash the ropes with her claws? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work all that well. Um, you do manage to nick uh, Lyrissa's hand a couple times. Just, ow! Watch! <sighs> Alright. Calm down and try again. And this time give me a sleight of hand check, please. Sleight of hand. 15. Okay. So it takes you about a minute or so. But you are 
pretty sure that, yeah, that rope is, yeah, it's frayed pretty good. If I just, and if I pull at this, and you hear something snap, and all of a sudden, Lyrissa comes around on a small pedestal and looks you in the eye and says, there, that wasn't so hard. She turns around and undoes your uh, ropes. Okay, so now we're going to shift back to Pell, Isolde, and uh, Niv. You guys have just gotten out. You've seen Hoyt off uh, back towards the uh, warehouse and... What do you do? Well, we weren't able to contact our <clears throat> assets through the speaking stones. We don't really know how to get into the sewers. What? <sighs> Niv looks at you and says, you really don't know how to get into the sewers. I mean, that's pretty easy. You just... I would rather go in. I would rather not be in the sewers for any longer than I need to be. I would like to get into the sewers as close to where our compatriots are as possible. Suit yourself, but I don't know where you think that's going to be. We don't even know where they are. And like you said, we can't use the... Well... Have we tried using them recently? Uh, we did uh, try before the end of the last session. Wait, we were able to speak to them before the end oh. of the last session. Right? Oh, we yeah. did hear we did hear Lyrissa make a sound, huh? Well, Lyrissa actually, I think you woke up Hezix. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So you may want to give that another shot. Who would like to do the honors? All right, I suppose I will do it. Uh, Pelzval's going to pull out the stone and uh, <clears throat> testing, testing. It, is, this, is this thing on? Can, can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can hear you. I, I know you can hear me. Can our compatriots hear me? Uh, Pelzeval is going to rub the stone a little bit with their elbow, like they're trying to like shine it. Okay. Uh, Hezix, you heard everything up until Pelzeval tries to uh, shine the stone. Um, so I pull, I guess I pull my stone out and I give a little, hey! <gasps> hello, hello. Can you, can you hear me? I, I mean, you can hear me. You said hello. Uh, um, Pals of all is looking just kind of frantic. We're going to try to find you. Is there anything around you that would help us understand what part of the city you were in? Below, below, below. <laughs> There's a great. And there's a gorgon next to me, and uh, <laughs> I, 
I Put the to... Gorgon on, please. <laughs> Give the phone to your mother. Larissa takes the coin and says, yes, I'm not sure where we are. Uh, there doesn't appear to be much of a light source above us other than what looks to be some some torches of some kind. Uh, torches. But they're not giving off any smoke, so that's at least something. Oh, that is quite strange. Uh, Pelzeval's going to take a look around and see if they can tell if any kind of light source that seems like it's coming from torches that also have no smoke is in the direct vicinity. Well, um, yes, it's a pretty common tool <laughs> okay. for light that doesn't create a lot of pollution. Um, is there Larissa a looks and says, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Please. Is there a sewer grate nearby? Yes. Yes, there is. Off to the side, you do see some steam rising from uh, a manhole cover. Isolde is going to go and yell into it. <laughs> Something vague plain along old. the lines of hello. <laughs> okay, I thought you were just going to do a yell of plain old yell. Ah! <laughs> Okay, perception check, please, Hezix. Um, with advantage, of course. Uh, 17. It takes a few seconds, but you do actually manage to hear the echo of, of Isolde saying... What did Isolde say? Hello? Oh, sorry. Isolde just set a sc- yelled hello into the into the sewer. Right? Okay, so Hazix hears that and uh, yells back, "How, how, how!" You don't hear it, Isolde. Okay. Oh, I didn't. Uh. uh well, uh, Isolde is going to speak into her message stone and ask uh, Hezix, which direction, did you hear me? And if so, which direction was I in? Uh, I, I heard a hello, but it kind of bounced off all the walls. It came from below, Larissa said. Past that closed below. grate. Oh, did I not mention we're at the top of a pedestal and there's water rushing in. Pelzeval's gonna look quite puzzled. Um, I see. Um, uh, Pelzeval's gonna take a look up and look for like tall buildings or something that feels like it could maybe closer fit that direction. Well, there's a lot of tall buildings, but um, it doesn't really seem like this is... Ravdinka is not necessarily necessarily a city that builds up. Uh, it doesn't exactly even build uh, out either. It can build down, through, under, over, 
in some parallel dimension, depending on how close the is it get to messing with that particular side. Good. Um, is, is there anywhere in the vicinity where the level of the ground is higher than where we are now? Because we know they're in the sewers, and we know that they're at a level higher than us. So I'm reasoning that maybe if the ground is higher, then this, then there's like place for there to be a pedestal in the sewers. Because if not, I don't see how there must be some other way in which they're above surface level. Uh, give me an intelligence check, uh, everybody. Oh boy. I got a five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a nat one. Okay, well, Anna, we're going to go with your first roll. Um, when the goblin is smarter than all of you. <laughs> you are vaguely aware that you are still underground and that when you said that it was coming from below, you meant it was coming from the grate that was below you. Not that you heard them not echoing from below you. Okay? Uh, everybody else, the ground seems relatively level. I mean, <laughs> it's been a while since the Loxodon incident. I'm pretty sure that the Izzet have messed with this and we don't know what direction is up or down. Yes, there's probably some, some dimensional metaphysics at play. Oh, perhaps they're tied up and are upside down. Oh, hmm. that would explain it. That's You're really smart. Thank you. I spend a lot of time reading. Niv looks at you and is like, yeah, I can believe that. You also spend a lot of time writing. What are you writing? This is anyway? true. This, this is accurate. Um, is a little right standard further thing about Niv. <laughs> oh, speaking of, uh, actually, Anna, uh, we haven't uh, gotten a really good look at Hezix yet. Why don't you give us a description of her? Um... So Hezix is just a very, like, drably clothed Rakdos goblin. Um, she's not very wealthy or anything like that, so she's kind of got, she's kind of like a normal goblin. I, I guess she has long, long fingernails, and uh, I wouldn't say there's any really, anything too peculiar about this goblin other than she's kind of drably dressed. Does she have all of her fingers? She does have all of her fingers. Okay. Asking because the last goblins we met didn't. <laughs> My if new Hoyd best was here, friend, Hoyd. <laughs> Hoyd was here, he would probably say something along the lines of... <laughs> right. Sorry, that, that was a moment. I was joke. expecting I, that. <laughs> anyway, um, so... Let's see. 
Hezix, uh, could I get one more perception check from you, please? Fifteen. Good. You notice that you can't see the floor below you anymore. It's all water. This is this is not good. I say I I'm saying into the speaking stand. This is not good. I can't swim. Get me out of here. Are you at a swimming pool? That was my question. Thank you for asking it. <laughs> Great minds think alike. No, it looks like we're in an oubliette or an execution chamber of some kind. We're at the top of a small, uh, a tall pillar in a deep cistern, apparently, and wastewater appears to be filling in, Lyrissa Ooh. says. What a bad... Ooh. Oh. Yeah, that seems kind of gross. All right. Um <clears throat> Uh Since okay, if it is some kind of like execution chamber, is it something that Pelsifal might have knowledge of as a law enforcer? Give me an intelligence check with advantage. Okay. Oh, well. I got a 6 twice. <laughs> Okay, well, actually, I'm going to let you re-roll that because that was an inspired option. So, uh, you had inspiration for that. Okay, a 13 is much better. Okay. <laughs> my intelligence checks are not good, and it's not like I'm not intelligent. You're not, not dumb. No, I'm Pella's not dumb. Not dumb. <laughs> okay, you do know that um, you haven't dealt with Krenko's gang all that much, but you do mm -hmm. know that when they want somebody to quote-unquote go away, uh, tying them up near one of the uh, storm drain uh, reservoirs okay, and just letting the, uh, the natural processes of the sewer do their thing uh, is a pretty common way. And you know also that these reservoirs do not extend above ground level. Okay. Uh, because you... Yeah. <laughs> On second thought, they have to be below us. Uh, Pelzeval's going to make a kind of gross look back down at um, one of the storm drain grates nearby. <clears throat> we might have to go in. Do we have to? Niv says. There Were may you be... the one who recommended it? Yeah, but that was before I had to go into the sewers. We may have no other option if we're going to save them in any amount of decent time. It, the best bet is probably just to hop into one and follow the drain flow to where our comrades are. I suppose, but are you sure this is a good idea? No, absolutely not. Um, mostly because I don't want to go into sewer water, but there are perhaps actions that we can take to have a little bit of precaution. How much rope do you all have? 
Pelzeval is going to grab their bag and begin to kind of like sift through it looking for their hemp rope. All right. Let me take a look at what Niv... Uh, looks like Niv does not have any rope. Oof. Okay. Um, a second. Hey, Hezix. I want you to double check one important thing. Uh oh. I don't like the sound of that. Uh, here's the interesting thing about what you have all of your stuff is right there. There's a small bag hanging from the, uh, from the pole, maybe about a foot over you. You're perfectly fine. You can just reach up and grab your stuff. Okay, I see. Let's see. Uh, I could play my horn. And maybe they could hear us that way. That is an inspired idea, Larissa says. Very good. Go ahead. Start playing. Alright. Um, plays her horn. Uh, it's not the best, but... <laughs> Give me a performance check, please. Performance. With disadvantage, because you're a little scared. <laughs> Okay. Twelve. That's not bad. Describe slightly below average horn playing for us. So she she grabs the horn and she kind of like makes a noise that she kind of she blows into it and it makes a noise like she hasn't played in a while. And she's kind of cognizant that she's probably annoying Lyrissa, so she's kind of like playing quieter than she usually plays. As much as it pains me, louder. Okay. And she blows into the horn even louder, and the sound is more out of tune than... Okay, so from the manhole, uh, maybe about 25 feet away from the rest of you, Mm -hmm. you hear... (laughs) Do we we know that Hezix plays a horn? I don't know. Do you know that? I don't. Uh, I don't think that we know that. Uh, Pelsifal would assume that it is a wounded animal. H- how large is is Hezix's horn? Um, I'm not sure how it is. I think this would be like um, almost like a a bugle kind or or. Okay. A small trumpet. Because I mean, Hezix is a goblin. If if she'd had 
a horn that was like the size of her with her, we probably would have at least noticed. That's no, true. she doesn't have like a tuba. I'm fairly <laughs> sure. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the very deep sounds that you're hearing, the are not coming from a tuba. Okay. For ill or for worse. Okay. <laughs> so, um... Do you hear the sound of that hurt animal? Keep, keep telling us where you are, poor thing. Isolde hasn't heard very many hurt animals in her life, having lived with the Azov, and so she will believe Belzeval when they say this is a hurt animal. (laughs) Is this, what animals, is this what herd animals sound like? No wonder we don't keep them around. What? Isn't it your thing to put them out of their misery, Niv says? Pelsival's going to give a really shocked face at Isolde. No. There's slaughterhouses at the Rakdos department. I, I didn't know that the Rakdos did such a thing. All right. Pelzeval is going to, uh, has 50 feet of hemp rope and is going to begin to tie like a, um, loop around their waist to go into the sewers. Okay. Well, uh, somebody give me a strength check to get the manhole cover off, please. Oh. There we go. Hiya. Well, uh, yeah, you're able to get that uh, very heavy uh, metal manhole lid off pretty pretty easily. I'm and pretty inspired enough, by the sound of a dying animal. Yeah, conveniently enough, you do see a small ladder descending oh. into the manhole. Delightful. Uh, how high is the water level, if I could see it? Uh, you don't see any water. You see maybe about 20 feet uh, down, you'll see some stone. Oh. It looks slick, but it does not look like there's standing water there. Okay. Uh, then Pelsaval, upon seeing that there's no water, is going to hastily invite everyone down into the sewers. Please, we must make haste. We must find our compatriots and this animal, hopefully along the way. Isolde will gingerly, or I suppose as gingerly as you can if you're a, a six-foot-tall woman in heavy armor, uh, a mood. climb down into the sewer, for she has never been in a sewer in her life and did not think she would. Okay. Um, her and Pelsival have that in common. Tell me, what kind of build does Isolde have? Is she slim? Is she... And Pelsival, too. Yeah, Pelzeval's also very slim, very tall and kind of like lanky. Uh, Isolde is not particularly slim. She is well-muscled from wielding uh, mace, as as the Azov I want to do. Okay. As Pelzeval goes down, they're not having too much difficulty, but Isolde's armor, it's a tight fit. And so now... Between the horns and the scraping of armor. Scream! Oh, boy. 
Hezix, you do hear the scraping. It's distant in between your vigorous tootling. <clears throat> that scraping noise is really, really annoying. I'll try and harmonize. Congratulations, you've invented Ravnica dubstep. There we go. (laughs) Isolda, please keep it down. I'm trying to hear for the animal. Uh, Pelzaval is going to attempt to land safely at the bottom and try to tell which direction to move in to get closer to the quote-unquote horn sound. Okay. Uh, Well, you drop down without any incident. Um, and you're in a small, maybe about 15 foot circular, uh, terminus. There's only one path forward. It's a, oh. uh, archway. Okay. Uh, that leads off to, uh, well, forward. We'll go with forward for right now. Okay. Well, I suppose there's only one way to go. Can I tell that the... Can I, uh, obviously, if there's, I guess if there's only one way, then I can tell that the one way is the way of the sound. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to continue yeah. the, to blaze down it. The definitely sounds louder and more obnoxious here. Okay. I'm definitely going to try and like, not like run because running in armor is really difficult, but like a hasty jog towards the sound. Okay. All right. And how close do you follow Isolde once you get down? As close as I can while being, like, uh, hindered by the fact that I cannot properly fit in this space. Oh, you can fit now that you get down into oh, okay. the, the main area. It's uh, then immediately the... behind. Yeah, okay. All right. And one other thing I want to double check. Uh, I would like both of you to get me a uh, perception check. Also, is is Niv coming with us or staying behind? That's part of this. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Niv was, like, right behind you, and then you landed, is all that, and now they're gone. Mm -hmm. You don't know where they are. Okay, okay. That's being racked up in my ledger. (laughs) Okay. Niv abandoned us. Okay, so moving forward, it takes about uh, it's maybe about thirty feet, um, and you come to another round uh, spot, about mm-hmm. fifteen twenty feet uh, in diameter. Uh, there's the way that you just came, and there is a path to your left. There's also a ladder that leads up to a manhole, but there's no light coming through uh, the vent holes from the manhole. Okay. Can we tell what direction the sound of the horn is coming from? Excuse me. It wounded animal. from the left. All right. Uh, then I'm going to take that moment to pause try to listen to which direction it's coming from, Coming, realize that it's coming from the left, and then continue to 
fast jog towards that direction. Okay. All right. So you come into another, uh, another one of these circular areas. There are paths ahead of you and to the right. And give me a perception check, please. Is this just possible, or should I as well? Uh, you can if you'd like. I got an eight. We're doing. I got not a good. Okay. Um. The sound, from your perspective, Pelsfall, appears to be coming equally from both the from ahead of you and to the right, but. Uh, Isolde notices that it seems more like an echo coming from the front. Uh, okay. Um, Pelsival is going to... I, I, no, oh. Hmm. If, if Pelsival stops at all, Isolde will just keep going. Okay, in the direction that she believes in, is... In the direction that she is confident the song, the sound is coming from. Okay. Um, Pelzval did pause to, like, previously pause to hear the direction. Pauses here as well. Uh, are you sure that that's the direction that we should be going? It sounds as though it's coming from these... Yes, I'm sure. Isolde will keep walking. Okay. Um, so you... Okay, yeah. Uh, Pelsval is just going to be like, I see, and is going to like take another moment to like assess how sure they feel versus how sure Isolde's acting and then follow Isolde. Okay. So Isolde, you are now in the lead. You are in another uh, circular area. The air is starting to get really thick and foul smelling and um there is a passage back behind you and a passage to your left which way is the noise coming from it is coming from the left slightly louder i will proceed to the left okay all right Sorry, uh... No, never mind. Sorry. Forget I said anything. Hezix, I need you to give me a constitution check, please. Okay, a 20. Good. You're still tooting along on the horn, and... Everything, your breath is not giving out, but you do start to wonder how long you can keep this up. Because this is starting to get you winded a little bit. Hmm. Okay. 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 All right. Isolde. Um, the air is just about rank here. It is pretty vile. And 
there are passages both, you know, back behind you, forward, and to your left. Can I tell which way the sand is coming from? This is going to be a perception check. Uh, first, give me a constitution saving throw, please. Okay. If I'm close behind... A 22 like on my two? constitution save. Okay. The, the thick, disgusting smell disorients you for just a moment, but you're able to focus a little bit more. Go ahead and give I, me that uh, perception check, please. I've smelled plenty of corpses in my day. I worked with the Ozov. <laughs> I, I don't know if I think that that is a good thing, Isolde. <laughs> I have an eight on perception. Yeah, you're still a little preoccupied by the scent, and Pell, you know, kind of distracted you a little bit there. Oh. <laughs> So you got no idea if it's coming from in front of you, from back behind you, or to your left. Um, can Pelsival take this moment to also try to identify? Uh, can I tell that Isolde looks like she's unable to tell? Are you trying to hide this, Isolde? Yes, but probably not doing a good job of it, because now Isolde's doubting herself and wondering whether she should have been so sure earlier, and whether she's like, okay. this is her first mission out in the field, has she led them all astray? Aww. Okay, give me a deception check to uh, an insight check for Becky, uh, okay. for Pell. I got a 9 on deception. Well, I got a 10 on insight! <laughs> It's, it's close, but you think Isolde may be slightly in over her head at this point. Okay. I mean, not literally because, ew, but. <laughs> uh, okay, so, Pell, you yes. need to give me a constitution saving throw. Yes. Good. Twelve. <laughs> yeah, okay, this stuff is pretty gross. It, it's really affecting your ability to focus. So your perception check is with disadvantage, please. Oh, okay. A three. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get so lost in here. There's sound coming from somewhere, but you're not yeah. quite exactly <laughs> sure because you're slightly more focused on not throwing up. <laughs> and you're not even the one who had the egg. So that's cool. <laughs> This is true. Um, <clears throat> Palsaval is trying to say something, but is also so afraid that if they open their mouth, they will throw up. Um, <laughs> sometimes having a heightened sense of smell is really not good. <clears throat> Pelzival is going to take a moment and put their hand and fingers and like pinch their nostrils so that they can try and stop smelling for a moment. Okay. As you do this, Pell, mm -hmm. you happen to see out of the corner of your eye ahead of you a shadow. Okay. And then a moment later, it's Niv 
who is rapidly waving some gunk off of their hands. It's like, oh, God, this is... Uh, oh, God, get it off. Niv, what What do you do? Uh, sorry. I was I, trying to sneak ahead. I thought I heard it up ahead. <laughs> to, to paint the picture, uh, Pelsival removes their hand from their nose to, like, point at Niv, and then immediately is just like, bad idea. Puts their hands back over their face. So it's not that way. Uh, no, I, I mean, I think it might be. It's just this gross stuff. And I, I just gave up. I'm going to gander that it perhaps isn't that direction then. Um. Well. No time to lose. Do you want to take a pick at which other direction we should try? You have forward, which is where Niv was. Uh, didn't get too far before mm-hmm. uh, they were spotted. Uh, left, and then back the way you came. Forward sounds good to me. Towards the gunk that Niv is shaking off of them. I think I got most of it, but I kind of slammed into a a side here because I slipped. Oh. Okay. Good note, Niv. Don't slip. (laughs) Get good. (laughs) All right. Uh, So, who's going first? Uh. Pelsaval's gonna look at Isolde and see if Isolde goes first. Oh, Isolde will go first, <laughs> unless right. someone else is gonna go ahead of her. Uh, okay. Yeah, Pelsaval will let Isolde go first. Okay. Well, the first thing you notice when you reach the, uh, the terminus here is that the foul scent is gone. Oh, oh. It smells like clean water, which is convenient because there is clean water uh, about ankle high in this 20-foot circular terminus. There's also light coming from up above you. If it's clean water here, what was on you? Niv looks in the light and it's like some kind of green algae. It's gross, but harmless. Pelzival is going to curiously kind of touch it. (laughs) It's gross, but harmless. (laughs) Fascinating. Uh, Perception checks from... Isolde, Pelsaval, and I'll roll for you. 17. 22. And Niv got a 1. They're still trying to wash the algae off. And that's kind of an interesting thing, though, because as they're splashing around, you happen to notice that the water keeps uh, glinting off of all of the coins that are scattered around the floor. Huh. 
that's peculiar. Uh, Pelzoval's going to try and inspect the coins and try to get a like closer look, I guess. Okay. Well, Isolde, you have a pretty good idea of why this is uh, the way it is. And that's because there is a bucket hanging from a rope, maybe about 10 feet above you. <laughs> maybe out of character, Kabir maybe doesn't have a good idea what this is. Uh, anybody seen the Goonies? Yes. That's the only hint I'm going to give. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long time, but... <laughs> uh, okay, so water at the bottom of an open hole, and there's coins at the bottom, does seem to imply it's a, a well. well. Oh, oh yes, doy. Uh, oh, the Azorius wouldn't have something like this, though, so Pelzival's going to have no clue. Well, I mean, you're well, familiar... Okay, with, with the concept, concept of a well. That's yeah. fair. Okay. Concept of a well and the concept of you know just throwing coins in. I mean it's superstitious nonsense. Of Toss course, a but... coin to your witcher. Uh... <laughs> oh. Wrong franchise, but go ahead. Yes. <laughs> oh. How did we how did we end up from a sewer to a Puzzleball's going to pause for a moment and take a more look around a well? Give me an investigation check, Puzzleball. Okay. I'm investigating an eight. <laughs> okay, well, this one doesn't take too much uh, looking into. Oh, good. Uh, you do notice that there are some uh, levers. Uh, on the wall, just on the other uh, outside of this area, oh. and it looks like there is uh, a mechanical door or uh, hatch that slides open and closed, uh, and it appears to be open at this point. Um, it seems like it might be in preparation for a storm or something coming. Oh, but. You... Um, <gasps> Is it making sounds, perhaps like those of a dying animal? Uh, no, but you do hear the, the horn coming from behind you. Oh, Back the way from... that we came? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, I wonder... You, you are with the Azarius, are you not? Well, not currently, but yes. Hmm. This seems like a blatant violation of safety regulations. <laughs> a well connected to a sewer? The is swearing that is really it territory. The time? Yeah. <laughs> yes. We are technically in a part of Ravnica that is not under my jurisdiction, so. <clears throat> Very well, but I shall note it down for you. If you bring later. it up with anybody, bring it up with the Golgari. Could it be perhaps that one of these levers is going to help us get... <laughs> Palsaval is wondering if the levers and the idea that they thought that the water being 
above has something to do with the levers, if that makes sense. I'm trying to like words and I'm dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah. Give me an intelligence check, please. If it's for Becky, it's a two. Uh, a 12. Okay. That's still pretty good. Uh, you get uh, a, just looking into things really quick. You do notice that, um, the levers appear to be incomplete. There, there is something that could be managed here, but there's another source somewhere else. Incomplete or like a work in progress? Uh, incomplete. Like this is part okay. one and then there's another location somewhere uh, for part two to seal off the well from the sewage. Or not. No okay. question. Yes. Approximately how much money does it look like Nip has taken? <laughs> well, Niv has been lining their pockets. They've got maybe about, uh, looks like, uh, 52 gold worth. Wow. Uh, and it looks like there hasn't actually been any change in the amount of money that uh, is in there. So... Feel free. <laughs> Good for them. I mean, this doesn't belong to anyone. It's not theft, right? Is that how worlds work? It's all that does not know how worlds work. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, we must you know, make haste. I've never actually thought about it. Um, Pelzeval's mind for the rest of the evening at the back is going to be wondering about what the wealth of people throwing money into wells as part of superstition that they do not believe in means and is going to be puzzled by it for some time. But yes, we must find the herd animal. I can no longer hear it. And that is perilous. Uh, speaking of then, Hezix, uh, give me another uh, constitution check, please. Actually, did it, was it a constitution check or a saving throw I made you do? Uh, it's just it was, it was a constitution check. Okay, please. Four. Okay, yeah, you are absolutely winded. You are completely gassed. There's, you can't, you have tootled your last two. Hey, uh, Larissa, do you want to, like, take a, uh, a shift on this? Uh, I can certainly try. Uh, I don't know how useful I will be. She takes the horn gingerly from your hands and puts it to her lips. It's barely even a sound. She does not know how to play this whole. It'll take you maybe about a minute or so for the uh, to recover your breath to take another shot at it, Hezek. So don't worry about it. Okay. Hmm. 
All right, back to the rescue goonies. Well, we we know it's not this direction. We knew it was one of two ways. Let's try the other way. Let's. Yes. <clears throat> Does it? It smells bad back here. Yes. No, it smells actually kind of nice in the the well. The the water is clean. Um, oh, what well, we walked back to. Oh yeah, you went back into the okay. Yeah. So now you have the direction ahead of you, and the direction to your right, and the right is the path that you have not taken yet. Okay. Let us um, take it. Let's. All right. Lead the way. Zelda okay. will continue forward. All right. Um. Could I get perception checks from both of you, please? Um, is Niv gone again? Uh, well, you definitely see Niv Ooh. sneaking around, trying to uh, <laughs> slip around. But what you also see is light coming from grates at ground level on both of the walls to your left and right. Oh, um, it's not much, but there's some, uh, and off to the left is dimmer, but off to the right is brighter. There's also a passage to the front. Why are there always so many passages? Where does the noise seem to be coming from? There is no noise at this point. Oh, the right. How do we feel about splitting up? Um, I heard some. I've heard bad things about that. <laughs> From a show with a stoner and a large dog. I mean, Zelda is almost as confused as I am right now. Never mind. Um, we can continue to stick together, but I do believe we should be trying to be as quick as possible. Uh, while saying this, Pelzevalt is going to pull uh, the stone or the coin uh, out of their pouch and attempt to contact Hezix again through it. Okay. Hezix? Hezix, are you there? Uh, Hezix is still a bit winded and replies, I'm here. Where are you? We're, I think we're close, but I, we don't really know where to go and we have a few options. We're trying to figure it out, but I think we're close. Okay, um, maybe in a couple minutes I'll start tooting my own horn again. Tooting your own horn? What a strange euphemism to use in this situation. Uh, Pelsifal doesn't like sarcasm or figures of speech usually, so they think that this is Hezix making fun of them. <laughs> um, and is going to put the coin back into their pocket uh, quickly as Olda just Pick a direction and let's try it. 
Very well, straight on it is. Okay. You are at another uh, circular area, and there's a passage to your right. Is, is that the only option? Well, obviously the way you came back, of course, behind. Okay, but there's no passage going straight on ahead. Correct. Well, let's go down that passage then. Okay. Let's go. You get about maybe 30 feet through that passage before you're met with a heavy iron door. I don't believe I can lift this one. Uh, Pelzeval is going to say that and then begin to inspect it to see if there's some kind of lever or if it looks like the levers that were at the well are something that could open it. Investigation check, please. Yeah. Twelve. Yeah, there's a connection to it, uh, to the levers, uh, but more importantly, in common, written on there, it says... Waste cistern number four, control in main room. Main room. Well, a well doesn't seem like it would be labeled the main room. Uh, Pelzeval is going to take the coin back uh, out of their pocket. Azix, is there some kind of label on any, or a door near you of some kind? At this point, Isolde is going to bang on the door. Oh, That's one way to do you, it. Uh, Hezix, you hear it's dulled by the now about seven feet of water, but you hear a boom, boom, boom. Okay. Uh, I, I hear something. It kind of feels like it's under the water, though. Under the water? Uh, Pelzeval's gonna look above them. Well, uh, it's, the passage is only about uh, six feet tall, so both of you are scraping the top there. Oh, yeah, um, okay. And the gate, the, the doorway is, just covers the entirety of that. Opening this door, if there is water behind it, seems like a surefire way to drown. I concur with this thought process. Hmm. Uh, is going to groan. I'm good at swimming and can breathe underwater, but... Would rather not in this situation. In your mind, uh, pal, you hear. Okay. Hey, I found a big room with a whole bunch of, you know, buttons and machines. I don't get it at all. But buttons and machines. Oh, uh, Puzzle Vault is going to pull out the stone again. Obviously, it's Niv. Yeah, yeah. Um, what? You keep leaving us. Where are you? You're in a room full of buttons. Yeah, of course. Uh. Okay, um, uh, don't push anything. Because now Pelzeval is uh, scared that if uh, the lever gets turned, uh, Isolde and themselves will be uh, under some kind of liquid. 
Zelda's gonna turn to Palteval. Who are you talking to? What happened? Niv. Niv is in what I believe to be the control room that this door references. And wh what did the label outside say in common? Uh, it said Waste Cistern, number four. Yeah, waste Cistern, number four. Controls in main room. I'm going. Zelda is going to get out her, her fragment of obligation and speak into it. Uh, directed at Niv. Let's say, Niv, could you find a way to drain waste cistern number four? If there is perhaps a button conveniently labeled drain waste cistern number four. Oh, that would make sense to do. I don't understand this machinery stuff. I, I can't make heads or tails of it. Do you remember where you split off from us last? I don't even know if I know where you split off from us last. Well, I didn't find anything where you guys were going. Uh, but I did go back like one or two rooms from this, from where we came down. That one path we didn't take, the forward path. Mm -hmm. It goes down and up above. And just... Just go back one room. Okay. Uh, do you feel safe to stay here, Isolde? Very well, I shall. Okay. I will try to go and f do as you say, and hopefully find Niv, and hopefully Niv stays there. And Pelzeval is okay. going to rush back in that direction towards... Okay. Trying you get to get into where... the room with the two grates on the side, okay. you can hear Niv talking through yeah. the grate that's brighter. Niv! Niv! Uh, Pelzval's gonna try and get Niv's attention. Yeah! Okay, great. You're you're good. Take Go forward, make two rights. Actually, no. Yeah, go forward and make three rights. That's going to be a U-turn, Niv. Yeah! Uh, you'll go down uh, the third right, you'll go down and then under this room. Okay, uh, alright, I will try and be there as soon as possible, and is uh, gonna try and follow Niv's instructions. Okay. Uh, it doesn't take long. Um, you are in a room that is filled with valves and levers and oh boy. Uh, a lot of different uh, pressure gauges, and you okay. see that the pressure gauge uh, on the left-hand side, which is marked cistern number four, mm -hmm. is slowly rising. Oh, that's not good. Um, are there buttons, levers by that? Yeah, there are a couple different valves, and there's one very large uh, lever that looks like it goes into two positions. And, um, is it, it labeled? Is, <laughs> yes, Yay. it is labeled primary flow shunt. On a scale of one to ten, does Niv or does Pelzeval have any idea what that means? Um, uh, well, how about on a scale of one to intelligence check? Yeah, let's do that. Seven. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm... Well, 
just from basic inference, you can tell that it controls something that flows and that it's a primary flow. <laughs> really and picking that up the context clue. Shunts <laughs> that flow somewhere. But beyond that, you got nothing. Uh, Pelzeval is going to take out the fragment of obligation. Isolde, Isolde, can you hear me? Yes. There's a lever in here. It's this primary flow shunt. Uh, do you have any idea which direction I should put it in? Would Isolde have any idea? That's an intelligence check. <laughs> she is 15 intelligent. Hey. Okay. You would need to see it in order to get a good idea of it, but you think Heck. that if you get li- that if you put eyes on this thing, you'll be able to figure it out. We are going to need to switch places. Oh boy. Okay. Um good. Uh I will try and meet you in the middle. And uh, Where Pelzival, are you? <laughs> Pelzival is going to attempt to run back the direction that they just came. This is all of a sudden a Grover sketch. Near! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh! <laughs> I love yeah. it. Okay. Um, Hezix. The water is at about 10 feet below you. So, you've recovered your breath. Um, do you want to make any? Uh, do you want to take any other actions besides, you know, staving off panic? Is there any way I could get further up the? I guess there'd be a, like a pole behind us. Like yeah, the, yeah, the pole does uh extend up to the ceiling uh about 15 feet uh it's gonna be really difficult to um to climb though because well it's gross i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie there's what's it's all over it so this would either be an athletics or acrobatics check to try to climb up um (laughs) And it will be with disadvantage because it's slick with you. Okay, I'm going to still try to climb up it anyways because uh, I'd rather not drown. Okay. So, you said acrobatics? Or athletics. Okay. Okay, 21, that's good. Uh, so you manage to scramble up it. You slide back a couple of times, but you think you've got a pretty good grip on it at about 10 feet up. So, yeah. So there's about 20 feet between you and the waterline now. Lyrissa is directly in the middle. She tries to, tries to get up there, but she's not having any luck. She's just not built for this. And I'm going to take out my, uh, my speaking stone and just, uh, talk into it. Uh, guys, I'm almost in the water. Please get me out of here. Us. Get us out of here. Uh, oh, uh, 
Yes. <laughs> We're trying. Uh, this is said while Pelzeval is like quickly jogging uh, back to change positions with Isolde. Uh, yeah, you basically are both able to describe to the other one uh, how to get around. You've got a pretty good idea here. Yeah, finally, uh, after running through the entire thing, we've we got it. <laughs> uh, okay, we're we're working on it. Okay, we 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 think we've got it. We think we know which one you're in, and hopefully, it won't be long now. We're trying. Okay, Isolda. Um. On the uh, the primary flow shunt uh, lever, you do see that the valves and the, the piping does connect to another pressure uh, gauge on the right-hand side. Um, this one is at complete zero. There's no, no pressure at all. The pressure on the left-hand side is about halfway full. Um, and rising, it should be noted. The uh, flow does appear to be about one foot per uh, minute. And that's not much, but it's enough. Uh, you have a pretty good idea that the lever is directing water into whatever chamber is connected to the left-hand side. Well, let's push it to the other side, then. What could go Ooh. wrong? All right. Um, give me a strength check. Strength. 16. Okay. You you can't get it on your own. Uh, uh, try oh, as you know. It's it's stuck pretty pretty good. Wait, Niv is still there, yeah? Niv, help. Niv uh will give you an assist. But it doesn't do much. Pieces. It only gives oh. you maybe about another you budget maybe about another two inches. Uh, you're still well within the the left thirty percent of the the flows uh, the the levers range because it feels like there's more than just rust here. It, the flow is actively resisting you. You're gonna have. It's gonna take probably one more person to to pull this aside. Get out the fragment of obligation. <laughs> <laughs> Bell, you know where you have to be. Give me a constitution check. Uh, Zelda, you also wear armor. Con just a constitution check? Yeah. Oh, I have a hook. Good. Five. <laughs> you okay. know how hard it, it is takes, to run in armor. It takes you a good two minutes to get back there, though. And by now, the uh, 
the gauge is at about 60% on oh. the left-hand side. The water's risen about two more feet. Hezix. Um, so you're both there. Uh, both of you give me strength checks with advantage, please. Okay. And Niv is uh, going to help. Yay. Thanks, Niv. 19. 18. Hey! Good. Good. And Niv uh, got it into their mind. They're shapeshifters, so now they're going to just, you know, hulk out. And Oh, hell yeah. <sighs> Does that mean that you hear changed in front of us? Well, we uh, that already happened. Well, yeah, we, we've seen it once at least, but... Um, you hear lots and lots of machinery clanging. And Hezix, you hear groaning behind you. Or groaning below you. Something opening and the water just immediately flushes down a lot faster than it was. Than it was rising. Um, and there are, are grates embedded in the bottom of the floor. Uh, the water, it takes about maybe a minute and a half for the water to completely drop to uh, nothing. And you'll notice uh, the heavy door that was at the bottom is now open. Uh, back in the control room, it takes about a minute for the water to for the pressure on the left-hand side to drop. Puzzle's kind of panting. Uh, I th think we did it. I suppose we should find out. Just give me a second to catch my breath. <laughs> Whatever you did, Larissa says, appears to have worked. We appear to be free. The water has receded, or is receding, rather. And I think a door is opening. Well, that's a good sign. Now, now that I am confident, now that Isolde is confident she has saved them, she is going to make an entry into a ledger. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, um, is gonna note the timing of Isolde writing in her ledger, but is too tired to verbally say anything. <laughs> Hezix is gonna uh, pull out the, the horn again and start start tuning it to in a put it in a jovial way. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dead the dying animal appears to be more frantic oh. as you hear it. Actually, no. Hezix, give me a performance check, please. With advantage. Sixteen. Okay. You're actually able to play competently. Oh my, what a jovial dying animal. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a dying animal. And then Palzival is going to like pause for a second. And the Zeno I, drops. I might have been wrong earlier. 
suppose that's what I get for trusting in Azarius. I'm hurt that you would say that. Sorry, I forget you're not Azarius anymore. Somehow that hurts even more. Could somebody please find a ladder or a rope or something? Larissa uh, says. Uh, yes. Uh, Pelsval is going to pull the rope out of their bag. As you head back towards the closed door, um, perception checks from both of you, please. Okay. A three. I I just I did everything is going bad today. <laughs> Fourteen. You are entranced by the the lovely sound of the dying animal, uh, the horn. <laughs> no longer dying. No longer uh, dying. Yeah, but we must have uh, saved that animal too. Quite delightful. Yes, the Dianoga is is once again free. It is May the fourth, so it is. Have that Star Wars reference there. Um, Isolde, you notice that the passage to the well area appears to be closed. Closed how? The door, the doorway is closed with a thick, heavy door that says uh, Artesian Cleansing Cistern Number Six. Interesting. But you get back to the previous door area, and of course, uh, it's open. Uh, you're in a room maybe about uh, 50 feet in diameter with a, a tall uh, pillar at the top with a pole. Um, there are large... Uh, almost like portcullis grates uh, descending slowly into the room from the ceiling. Uh, it's going to take them a good hour, hour and a half to fall, so you don't have to worry about it. Um, but up at the top, you see dangling her legs off the edge of the, the platform is a gorgon. It took you long enough. You're welcome. You're right. It's it did take us a while. Our apologies, but it was a long journey. Um. Hmm. Now a new problem. Uh, Pelzaval is going to be looking and trying to figure out how to get them down. Ezix, can I get an intelligence check, please? Okay. Um, uh, 
Okay, well, you start scrabbling through your pack. You find, uh, you know, the ink. There's You're just making sure everything's fine. You've got this 10-foot length of chain. That's nothing great. So you grab that out of the back, and you just kind of toss it down. Clink. Did, did, did you mean to throw all of... Wait, uh... Did Hezix tie this to anything first or just throw it, the whole coil of chain down? She didn't think that it was uh, valuable at the time, apparently. Oh. oh. Uh, yeah. it, was, it, it was really weighing down my bag. I like to travel uh, lightly. <laughs> how high up is this platform? About 20 feet. Hmm. 10 feet of rope doesn't quite fix it. Um, oh. Do you need more rope? Uh, I have about 50 feet, but the oh. problem is getting, throwing it up there. Ah, I have a crossbow. Oh, well, that's quite useful. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's tie this rope to the crossbow bolt. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kabir? Yep. Roll an attack. Um, let's see what the... A seven. Okay, the shot goes wide. Um, It clinks off of the the pillar and just kind of flops. Well, we luckily we have a we have a rope tied to that crossbow bolt, so we can just pull it back and try again. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Shooting it at the pillar is a bit... It's not going to stick there, but... What is a... I think... How do either of you feel about catching? (laughs) I can definitely make an attempt to catch the rope. I certainly would not want to catch the crossbow bolt. Irissa says. Try again, please. Uh, I shall try again. Um, 25, Ooh. a natural 20. Okay. Roll me a d10, please. Um. A nine. Okay. Well, you definitely missed the pillar. Oh, no. The the bolt flies up unerringly into the air and sticks right in Lyrissa's shoulder. Oh, Oh, no. Well, I'm okay. You got the bolt. I got it. Yes. Take Wonderful. Here, Thank you. <laughs> um, she pulls it out. She's sheepishly write something down in her ledger. <laughs> yeah, she yanks that out, gives you probably the nastiest look short of instant petrification that a Gorgon could give you and casts Healing Word on herself. Oh, well, I would have done that. 
yeah, no, at this point, uh, at this point, I don't trust you two. So, uh, uh, he ties the rope around the, the steel pole, climbs down. Well, well, I'm glad you made it down. Yes, down. I am yep. very down. Uh, Pelzeval is going to uh, would you uh, uh, would you like me to heal your shoulder? It's already been taken care of. Oh. Please leave. Okay. We'll lead the way out. Hezix, uh, I missed if you said anything. I apologize. <clears throat> um, Hezix just went down, followed Larissa down the road. Okay. One other thing I wanted to mention. Um, Hezix, while you... Uh, before the crew went to the um, slaughterhouse, you remembered handing off the it flask because you thought somebody else needed it more than you did. And then you look at your pack and you find you still have it. Oh. Has uh, something in my, my, my bag? Someone trying to rob me? Oh, wait. Anti-rob me? Anti-rob <laughs> <laughs> What do you what do you mean by you mean did someone gift you something? I uh, I think I no one's ever given me anything. Wow. <laughs> what what did they give you? Um, well, it was something I gave away. It was uh, this uh, this little uh, this this flask. Hell, uh, you... it looks identical to the one. Yeah, you gave that to me. Pelzeval is going to go into their bag and see if they can find the one that has escaped. Oh, them. yeah. Oh, so Pelzeval pulls out the identical one. We have two of them? Did you steal two of them? Uh, what? I, I, why are you accusing me of stealing? Do I look like someone that would steal? I'm pretty sure yes, at this point yes. we know that you are, in fact, a thief. Yes. Um, okay, well, I, I, I thought I only got got one of them from a corpse a while ago. Ah, uh, right, yes, I remember I had a problem with how you received this. But you don't know why you would suddenly have another? Uh, I guess that there, there was two of them. I, don't, I guess I'll give this one away too. Maybe I'll get a third one. <laughs> uh, Do you want another one? 
Well, the first one was quite useful, so I suppose I wouldn't be too upset in having another one, though I am still upset with you for how you've obtained the first one, though I don't understand how you would only obtain one and then suddenly have two. For scientific purposes, it is probably best if I do take the second one so that we are able to see if your bag magically produces these. Uh, out of character. Uh, what guild was Hezax again prior to this? I, I forgot, but Isolde I would presumably have remembered. Practice. Okay, so not is it. So this is an uncharacteristic application of the scientific method. Got it. Oh, but the Dawkins like science a lot, so but that's of where... Yeah. Uh, yes, notes are just being made. Yeah, okay, got you. Are you sure you gave away the other one? Nim says to Hezix. Puzzleball's gonna also look at Niv. Of course, I also have one. And I believe Hezix and I both recall them giving me this. Niv, do you have something to tell us? No. Mm. Uh, can we, uh, are we able to tell that uh, Niv is potentially lying? <laughs> that would be what we would call in the business an insight check. Hey, alright. A uh, 14. May may I make one as well? Of course. A six. We're a very insightful group. Isolda. Sounds legit. <laughs> Niv is an honest person who has never lied to me. <laughs> Hell, you get that there's something a little woogie about that statement, but you don't really have you don't have a leg to stand on if you were to try to prosecute them on that. You you don't have proof. Yeah. So you'd have. Therefore, to say, I will say nothing. <laughs> if I don't have a reason to uh, to prosecute, then I simply will not. Uh, Pelzival is going to turn back to Hezix. I'm going to hold on to this other one. Perhaps your bag does magically produce multiples, and these are very useful. And then Pelzival is going to pat Hezix on the head. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's... Pelzival, Vidalkin, friend to goblins. The fetid sewer, Larissa says. Yes, of course. Okay, so it takes you maybe about another five, six minutes to escape the sewer. Um, who is the first one out of the manhole? Uh, I'm sure, Pelzival will be the first one out of the... Uh, well, uh, yeah, Pelzival will be the first one out of the manhole, but is slightly where is the manhole covered when we get back to it like did oh, no, somebody put no. the manhole it's back on open. okay 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 um Puzzleball... nobody really gives a crap yeah okay <laughs> puzzle is going to like kind of peek out and like slowly isn't just gonna like rush up out of it also is wearing armor so it's a little cumbersome to begin with uh perception check please okay the five 
out of the corner of your eye, you see absolutely nothing because a five doesn't do anything. Yeah, that kind of, I get out of the manhole in the sewer and I brush myself off. Oh, finally out of that wretched underground. Okay, who's next? Um, Isolde, I suppose. Okay. Uh, roll a d10 for me, please. Is this how many limbs I lose? No. Do I lose nine limbs? Uh, no. This is... You get about 90% of the way through. Your head is poking above ground. And your shoulders... You're stuck. Oh. Oh, no. Um... Well, this is a shame. Uh, does it look like there's any part of Isolde's armor that I could, like, reach to help pull her up and out? Yeah, you can do that. But, uh, Isolde, give me a perception check, because you're not going anywhere for a while. <laughs> uh, an eight. <laughs> okay. Um, We're not noticing anything. <laughs> yeah, you're a little preoccupied, but... Uh, the good news is it's making it easier for the next person to, to pick up on it. Um, I noticed so, I'm stuck. Yeah. <laughs> the, the horrible scraping noise was a cue. Um, uh, is there a way that I could like tie rope or the chain that has dropped around? Oh, you, can, um, you can pull her out. It's going to okay. make scraping noises. but Well... Yeah. It's either that or Isolde is stuck there forever, and I would not prefer that one. Hey, on the plus side, you know, if she's stuck, Niv says, she can't write anything in that journal of hers. Why are you so quick to assume that all the things that Isolde writes are bad? I mean, that comment is certainly out of... I mean, please help me get out of the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I will attempt to pull Isolde out of the sewer. Strength check, please. Yeah. With advantage. Cool. Because Isolde is going to wriggle and try to get out. There you 19. go. There's some scraping. It's a little uncomfortable, but you eventually get her free. And... <sighs> there we are. Niv is going to come up and does not notice anything. Uh, Isolde will smile at Belzebel and write something in her ledger. Larissa, try to like peek at what? <laughs> sure. Uh, curious. How open do you do this, Isolde? It is open that I am writing in the ledger. It's not supposed to be easily visible to other people. So, like, mm -hmm. held close to me. Then, uh, this is going to be a perception for Pell and a sleight of hand for Isolde. Eighteen. A fourteen. What do you see? What, is, what does Pell get to see? 
Belzebul gets to see the latest entry for uh, themselves, which is helped out of sewer, and then tw uh, 25 near it. All right. That's a point system, I see. Larissa <laughs> uh, is at the bottom of the ladder and gestures to Hezix. After you, please, I insist. <laughs> of course. Uh, Hezix scoots up the ladder. Uh, give me a perception check, please. Two. <laughs> oh no oh no I literally can't make it any easier for you guys I'm sorry it's okay uh, cross his fingers for Lyrissa yeah you get up there and you see Niv just kind of smirking you see Isolde writing you see Pell peeking Lyrissa comes up. Niv Miserable is standing up. behind us. <laughs> what is that? She says, pointing that? to a glimmer about 10, 15 feet off uh, in the direction of the alleyway. Deeper into the alleyway. Uh, that, and Pulsival is going to turn their attention towards the direction that Lyris is pointing. Yes, that. I'm assuming you're not going to have some smart remark like, that is the rest of the city. <laughs> no. Why would I make a statement like that. Everybody give me perception checks with advantage, please. <laughs> oh no! Essex! Oh no! I have a good score. 24. Okay. Alright. Helen Isolde, you see something blue and glowing. Ooh. Um... Is it ether? Is it an orb? No, it's not an orb. It looks to be runes of some kind, or some kind of writing, Ooh. just floating on the ground somehow. Oh, that is really strange. Uh, Zelda will look at Belchival. There's writing in the ground. Well, not in the ground. On the it's. In the end. <clears throat> uh, can I tell what language it is written in? No. Oh. So it doesn't it doesn't look like any language that Oh, it looks like language okay. of some kind, but you have no clue what language it is. However, How... oh, I would like you to give me an intelligence check, please. <laughs> With advantage. E. 20. Not natural You've 20. I've definitely seen this before. Oh. Do I know where I've seen it before? Oh, yeah. Does it look like runes that were in tables? 
That's the only other place I think Pelzeval has seen runes recently. This wasn't recent. Okay. Pelzeval. Yes. I want you to tell me about the first time you took on a case involving the Demir. Oh. Do, do I? Sorry, out of character. Mm-hmm. Am I? Am I making this up? Yes, you are. Okay. Give me just the general idea of some kind of espionage thing that okay. the Demir did that Pell ran into. Okay. Uh, we're gonna before I try to describe it I'm gonna like throw the ideas and like the cliff notes out there so that if I explain it poorly as Pelsival it at least comes through as out of character so everyone understands um, the first instance with the Demir that Pelsival would have probably run into uh, would probably have to do with the attempted murder murder of Pelsival's father um Pelzeval's first instant with like healing someone a great degree was healing their father after their father was um, almost murdered by some kind of assassin. So um, Pelzeval's first run in with the Demir probably would have been something that was Pelzeval investigating something that had to do with the Azorius finding out that the Demir were doing something bad and then the Demir would have sent an assassin as a hit person on Pelzeval's father to take out somebody who knew something that the Azorius wasn't supposed to know. Uh, I will set the stage on this then. Thank you. Yeah. You remember some years ago in the case that your father said would be the the key to the city would be would crack crime in half and it was a bit unusual seeing the writing swirling around in that small glass bottle Mm -hmm. it was a string of some writing that didn't seem like it was a language, but it also seemed like it was every language at once. Hmm. It was arcane. It was unusual. And it was constantly in motion. It's like it wasn't just a concrete thing. It was a oh. fluid thought. Okay. Oh, I'm thinking... If you, I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> a thought quite literally, is what it is. You recognize this as a Demir thought strand. Oh, okay. Pelzeval's, uh, like, visibly looks to be shocked, kind of almost mortified, like, taken aback, not really in their body, but, like, kind of in their mind to... Uh, their compatriots around them. This is... I haven't seen one of these in so long. Pelzeval's going to lift their hand like they're trying to touch it, but then quickly like pulls their hand away before getting too close to it, scared that they're going to make it disappear. Um, 
well. Doesn't really know how to. Okay. (laughs) As your hand approaches it, just like a fraction of a second after you stop your hand, Mm -hmm. it dissolves into blue mist and completely disintegrates. It's gone. How strange. I wish I would have thought faster. I probably could have found a way to bottle it, maybe, to keep it. Now it's gone forever. Pelzeval's kind of beside themselves and uh, stands up and kind of paces. That was a... It was a thought strand. The Demir used them to take memories from people. I don't know what it is doing here, though. I've only seen them one other time before, and the other time before it held such pertinent, important information that it nearly led to the death of my father. I am almost terrified that one was just here. One what? Nib says. One thought. Thought's nothing to be afraid of. I suppose that's true, but what the thought contains could be something to be afraid of. Pelzeval is going to kind of shake their head and try to, like, recompose themselves. Larissa looks over and says, you're sure it was a demir object? I've never seen any other guild use them. It... It gives me the feeling that perhaps we're being followed... And then Pelzeval's going to, like, kind of have, like, some frantic looks around. I think we should... Yeah. Uh, 16. It's late afternoon. There's a handful of people going about their business, but nothing obvious. Okay. I think that we should quickly move somewhere safer. I concur, Larissa says. Anyone? Go Go ahead. To the Golgari Guildhouse nearby. We don't have as much resources there, but I'm not able to fight to, to challenge these things that you are. I can't. I'm not good with people. I think my services, my ability to assist, is best served in research, in civilized society, getting an idea of what the artifact is that we're looking for, that we're supposed to be looking for. Uh, Pelsifal is going to nod. 
this all makes sense to me. I think that if you are confident in your ability to do such research, I think that that information could be invaluable to us. Isolde is a little affronted that someone is suggesting they're better at reading books than she is, but she is not going to say anything about it. <laughs> it's not perhaps research in the traditional sense, Larissa says, taking a look at your frankly disgusted expression. Um, Isolde breathes a sigh of relief. Yeah. It's more people. People talk, especially when they think only the dead are listening. You know this. This is true. If I can find out who ordered the theft, perhaps it would make it a lot easier for us to clear our names. You're just going to go talk to corpses. Hey, we've all been there. <laughs> I actually try to avoid that fairly often. Come on. I have some standards. I talk to them before they become corpses. I mean... Pelsifal's uh, uh, <sighs> all of a sudden a little afraid. Uh, let's get you to that Golgari guildhouse. Larissa turns to Hezix. I'm sorry I got you mixed up in this. Uh, it's okay. Maybe maybe if I recover the artifact or something, uh, Lord Ractos will notice me. <laughs> Lord Ractos, senpai. <laughs> Please notice me. <laughs> I will speak of your bravery to all who will listen. Aww. Now come. We have very little time to get before the doors close for the night. Uh, Pelzival is going to take one last look at the ground where the thought strand was. There are only shadows. Okay. Let's be on our way then. And as the crew reunited once again for the first time since the trial, actually, since the night after the trial, sets off towards a Golgari outpost deep within the 4th Precinct. That is where we will actually leave off for the night. I know we didn't have a break, but um, you guys were just enjoying yourselves too much. Too much in the Goonies sewer there. So. <laughs> I, did, I did enjoy the Goonies sewer quite a bit. Okay, so uh, that actually uh, would be it for us here at Ravnica by Starlight. So uh, I would like to say to everybody who's been watching, who's been listening and keeping on, uh, thank you so much. Uh, once again, uh, we're going to introduce ourselves or say our goodbyes here. So uh, 
say who you are and where you may be found on the interwebs. All right, I'll I'll start. Uh, my name is Becky, Becky Bear. Becky is spelled without a C. I've been playing Pelsival. It's been a wonderful night with you all. Thanks so much. And hopefully we'll see you next week for more Dungeons and Dragons. Of course. Uh, I'm Kabir. I play Zelda. And I'm Hogbug underscore 98 everywhere on the interwebs. <laughs> Uh, I'm Anna. I've uh, I'm playing Hezex, and I can be found at Annabellius MTG on Twitter. Okay. And uh, Rose is our uh, player of Niv, who again could not make it this uh, week. So we do hope that she's feeling better soon. Uh, the character of Lyrissa was originated by Amy. And uh, that actually is it. So my name is Phoebe. I am the game runner here at Ravnica by Starlight. And I want to say thank you to everybody who did watch. And we will see you again when the stars come out. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to Ravnica by Starlight, Episode 3, Under City Reaches. Pelsival is played by Becky. Isolde is played by Kabir. And Hezix is played by Anna. Niv, Torm, and Allura are played by Rose, who couldn't join us this week. We miss you, Rose. The game runner is Phoebe. We'd like to give special thanks to our partners at the VML, including Carolyn, Hayu, John, and Max, and to Amy, who created the character of Lyrissa. If you haven't looked it up on Gatherer by now, Undercity Reaches was first printed in Plane Chase. The setting of Ravnica, as well as Dungeons and & Dragons, and Magic the Gathering, belong to Wizards of the Coast. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you again underneath the starlight.